Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. I'm Whitney Wiley, and joining me today is the whole crew. We have Kathleen L., Sarah Taylor, Catherine Ford, and Claudette Anderson. Hello, ladies. Hello. 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 So we actually have a book club, and it's one of the Mm -hmm. things that we started doing as a group together, right? I think Catherine came up with the idea. She wanted to read Think and Grow Rich again. And so she reached out and we're like, yeah, let's let's read that. So uh, we've been marching through that book and it is one of the all-time best-selling self-help business-related books, how to be successful, how to control, not control your mind like mind control <laughs> control your mind but to be in control of your mind right and your thinking and and to use that and how did you put it Catherine I just said how to create you said control create. and I said create <laughs> I like that better <laughs> no matter I like that better <laughs> absolutely I like that better so um, I just want to like Napoleon Hill, right? By the one Napoleon and Dynamite, but that was <laughs> not Napoleon Dynamite for sure. But let's start there. Let's talk. <laughs> oh my God, Sorry. you guys are killing me. Let's start there, uh, Kathleen. <laughs> I'm the one that dropped out of the book club, so maybe I'm the one that only reads four books a year, you know, a lifetime. You dropped no. out. You were just no, too I busy didn't. becoming an international bestseller. You know, <laughs> there right? is that. There is that. Sure There's yeah. so but, many great nuggets in that book. Like, yeah, just amazing little nuggets. Yeah. I didn't really oh. drop out. You're right. I just haven't attended any of them in the last <laughs> two months. <laughs> and it's not like I haven't read the book twice. So, <laughs> so let, but let's more. talk about that, right? First of all, it is a book that all of us had read before. And let's start there. Why would you read a book that you've already read? Oh, I mean, in my from my point of view, I would read the book, you know, 10 times, just like I have Jesus and the Essenes or some of the other books that I've read is, when you read through it, you can get quite a bit, but you read it the second time, there's something that will pop out to you. Or for me, something pops out that I didn't remember that I read before, depending on where I am in my life at this point. So as you grow, your ability to see things within the books change as well. So for me, I 
you know, if there's a book that I really enjoy, I'm likely to read it more than once and often more than two times. Mm-hmm. It's so true to uh, Kathleen, because you can read a book once and then depending on where you are and get it, you know, interpret it one way. And then, you know, like we grow, we grow and then we read it again. You're like, wow, there's so many great nuggets I called it nuggets earlier in the book that, you know, depending on where you are, it covers, uh, it's such a beautiful, he does such a beautiful job at, I love how he create, you know, integrates stories of like Henry Ford, right? He creates these mm-hmm. stories or Abraham Lincoln, right? Martin Luther King. And, you know, these stories about, you know, different, stru- like none of these people that had created massive success and just life-changing contributions to the world, that none of them had it easy, right? None right. of them start, we're handed us, they all had challenges and they that they had big challenges that they overcame these are real life people that you know I think we all admire here so it's like you know I love those stories and then all of the great input he also gives you know all the great input and messaging around that but he also one of the things that I took away that I still do I'm not going to say every single day, but most days because it's memorized now. The exercise when you write out like specifically what you want in your future, like your your big goal, you know, like for me that I wrote out, you know, like that one big goal, big purpose vision is for Fit mm-hmm. District and like the date it's going to happen, the amount of, excuse, it wasn't about your big goal. It's about the amount of money that you want to make and when you want to make it and how you want to make it in the details, right? So, and then he says, read that every morning and every night before you go to bed. And then a couple chapters later, he talks about, you're going to memorize this, right? And so now this is memorized in my mind because I did this pretty regularly. So now as I'm falling asleep, I can literally just speak this story that I wrote in my mind about what I'm creating now and the amount of money and what I'm creating. So that it literally is in my memory now. And even when I don't do it for a few days, I could still lay back and I can just roll through the script in my mind. And it's just, it's very powerful. And, you know, I have had some, you know, I don't know if it's tied to that or because I do different (laughs) practices around abundance, but I definitely have had some pretty amazing abundance just show up in my life that, was not expected. Is it related or not? I'm not sure, but that has been one exercise that I've taken away from that book, Think and Grow Rich, that I apply on a regular basis. Did you guys pull any little practices like that that he gave in the book? A lot of it I already do. Like I already did, you know, with going through Jack Canfield's success principles, the methodology, the in-person training, a lot of that's based from you know, thinking grow rich. And I mean, there's, it's much more extensive than that, but so a lot of it I already did and it's always good to be refreshed. Yeah. I think Whitney, you're asking about, you know, why would we reread something? Like, why do we go back after it? And for me, I'm actually not an avid reader and I actually prefer to often listen to a book versus mm-hmm. reading it because I retain audible better or differently. I retain audible differently than I do just reading it. So when I do go back and reread something, 
a lot of times for me, it's comprehension even, right? And embedding that information or coming up with new nuggets like you guys mentioned. But in reading has been a struggle for me to, I didn't, I probably was one of those people that didn't read four books after high school until I reached my late 20s, maybe early 30s. And then I wanted to read for fun. And so I found a writer, an author who I enjoyed as a leisurely reading, but now it's a whole different world for me. I'm in book clubs. I've never done that before. I'm actually in a group called Entrepreneurly, and he's got us reading a book every month. And so he's, you know, encouraging us to read. And then interestingly enough, now that we're talking about reading, one of the guys in our Entrepreneurly Club owns a company called what is it? PBC. It's professional book clubs. So it actually runs a business that runs book clubs for corporations around the world, which is fascinating to me. So I'm just really excited that we're talking about this topic because for me, it's not a strong one, but I can come to you and say, I've gotten better at it over the years. And it, now I enjoy learning and I enjoy growing. I think one of the interesting things, and you mentioned this, Sarah, is that you said you weren't a reader, but you do listen. And I believe that that being able to listen to books has helped to bring the ability for people to partake of books. So regardless of whether you read it or you listen to it, that people are engaged in books again even if the average amount of time people spend with books is decreasing because the data suggests that the actual amount of time continues to decrease, particularly amongst young people. So the younger demographic reads less books. Now they are reading things, maybe they're articles, maybe they are reading or listening to things that are digested from a different format. But ultimately, the bottom line is is about learning and growing. They spend a lot of time on podcasts, the younger generation. And podcasts, right. So, And that helps as well, right? So if you are, if the bottom line is to grow, is to learn so that you can grow, does it really matter if it's, from a book or some other, you know, medium, does it really matter? But if the essence is that on average, we're spending 17 minutes per day, kind of spending time on growing and three and a half hours per day entertaining ourselves, maybe that's more the issue than whether or not it's actually from a book. What do you think? I think, um, you know, for me, I I made a choice years ago to kind of stop watching TV. And in the time that I would be spending watching TV, you know, I used to, I read. And so, and I go between like, you know, we were reading the book we were reading about creating wealth, obviously, Think and Grow Rich. And I think it's just amazing that 
there's new thought, but new thought is not new thought. That's what I got from that book. New thought is old thought. <laughs> and it's almost like there's generations and cycles where people begin to awaken. And then there, there's a generation where not so much. And then it starts to awaken again. It's like it goes in cycles. But to me, I think facing the reality of where we are in life and then learning, picking up a book to learn and grow. That's where I'm at. So I'm, I go in between business and spiritual. And, you know, Kathleen, you mentioned the Essenes. Right now I'm reading The Gate of Light. And this is the healing teachings of the Essenes. So, yeah. yeah. And so I'm reading that. And then I'm also reading The Nuclear Effect, creating a seven-figure business online. So I kind of go back and forth, back and forth. And then The Master Key System is my next book. So... I have, I'm always ordering books. And if I hear somebody say it's worth it, you know, you need to do this, get it. I I get it. And then I put it in order and I'm just like, okay, the next one, the next one, the next one. And to me, you could not spend your time better than expanding your mind, reading and learning. And don't expect the think and grow rich thing. Don't expect rich just to show up if you haven't even manifested it in your subconscious that's the thing i really walked away with in that book you know everything is manifested from your subconscious and you bring it into a conscious level you create a plan you know Catherine, you go over the envision there's a lot of teachers about living from the end and i've added that into my truth method training is, you know, visualizing and feeling in the end and thinking from there and living from there and allowing divine intelligence to put all the steps together to take you there. So, you know, where did I get all this from? Reading, right? Like it just expanded my whole world and my life. And it's made me a better business person. It's made me a better person in general. And, you know, I mean, if you pick up one book and you don't like it, you can put it down and get the next one. But, you know, in in Kathleen, your book, I've just ordered. So I can't wait to read it. It's in my queue now, you know. You're welcome. So spiritual queue. (laughs) It's in my spiritual queue. You know, the thing, what I was thinking as you were just speaking, Claudette, we hear a lot of like theory, right? Like get it into your subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing about books, whether we're reading and or listening, and I feel you, Sarah, I, you know, over probably the last decade, did I really become more into books? You know, through my 20s, I had enough reading with college and everything else and series, you know, and you study for different licenses and all that. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I enjoy both depending on what I'm going to do, but Sorry for that uh, that moment of total just uh, switching on the topic. But coming back to Claudette, you know, get it into your subconscious. Well, the thing about Think and Grow Rich is the actual, in other books, is we hear these theories a lot. But how the hell do we do that? I wouldn't know how to do that unless I read some of these books, right? You hear a lot of people, and we even do it, right? We talk about these theories, right? Get it in your subconscious or... You know, just have faith or give yourself self love. Well, how do we do this? Have thing? faith. So, I'm like, you know, you know, okay, we what? Don't know, right? We don't know what we don't know. What right. are my favorite lines? So, one thing about books is we can really, really dive into one that I read recently that really helped me leadership and the one minute manager. 
I like that book. Ken Blanchard. Yeah. I yes. love him. He's he's all about it's called like servant-centered leadership, right? And I learned so much from this man about I I love leadership books. I love my business books. I love my leadership books, my spiritual books too. And so this book is like, if you're planning on leading a team, this is like as detailed as it gets from, again, it's called the leadership and the one minute manager. So he talks about, you know, different leadership styles. And I just love this concept of being that servant, supportive leader, like, you know, where your goal is, you know, it's not do this, do this, do this. It's not this conditional thing. It's just like, here's the vision. Here's the goal. How are we going to do that? How do we get there? Right. Where you're involving the whole team on this big vision. And then your job as the leader is to support them. Right. And so this book, but you got to create leaders as leaders. Our job is to create leaders. How do you do that? Right. So this, I love this book because it really, it, it allows you to create an actual system of how do you realize where people are developmentally, right? Because we all go through different stages of developing, right? You know, he, he, a lot of it is around, you know, these two areas of competence and commitment, right? And oftentimes people can be super competent, but if you know, their plate gets so full, they lose commitment, right? Or they're not really competent, but they got all this commitment, right? And so, and so it really gives you like this system of helping to determine where people are at. So as a leader, you meet them where they're at. So at the end of the day, eventually your team goes, we did that. They're the entrepreneurs, right? So it's just a really fabulous book on the how-tos of leading and managing in a supportive servant-centered way. What I find interesting is that, you know, there's three of us that I've already said, and I think all of us do this, but we balance it between self-help, inspirational books with leadership books. And for me, that's what creates a good leader because emotional intelligence is just as important as productivity. And if you don't understand emotional intelligence and where people are and how you manage that and work with that as a leader, you really don't have a strong team at all. And so I just feel like the balance between personal growth intellectually and how can you be the best leader possible, whether it's in your marriage, your parenting, or in your business, or as an employee, to your emotional growth and how you can spiritually grow, emotionally grow, and into, you know, it's body, soul, and mind. It's all three in one. You know, you can't separate them. For me, I love the books that are inspirational professionally and spiritually, and also providing tools and techniques for you to be able to use within your daily practice, within your daily businesses. And that's why Shattered Together is the way it is. You know, I'm not trying to plug my book again, but as you were talking, both Catherine and Claudette, I'm like, yeah, that's actually what Shattered Together does. Like what Think and Grow Rich does Shattered Together does because you have each chapter, you have a daily practice that you can incorporate into your world or not. You can choose whether you want to or not. Just so I... Like a guide. You can go, oh, you can just look at the first page and you go, what do I want to read about? Oh, this yeah. is Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess I had the aha as you guys were talking of like, oh, so what I like to read is how I developed my own book, which is just interesting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I, I was on a hay house. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. Then, no, okay. okay. I just read a book called Death by Meeting, and it was very timely for myself. And I actually passed it on to my partner mm-hmm. so that he could read it as well. And, and we're going to discuss how we adjust our leadership to what you both were saying is, you know, <clears throat> by adjusting how the meetings are run and operated and how we're connecting with our team and allowing them to take a little bit more ownership for some of the projects that are happening within the team mm. on, a, on a weekly or monthly basis. But the death by meeting, this guy had this amazing company and had these C-level meetings every week and they were boring and everybody hated them and they were, they were lacking a lot, a, a whole lot. And then one of the things that comes out of the book was fascinating that in a meeting, there actually should be even a little bit of conflict. And that's what he had always avoided for years in his meeting was conflict. He wanted to keep everybody happy. He wanted to keep everything smooth and, and no open discussions that might create conflict. He was always kind of putting those out before they would occur. And what they changed about it was everybody's ability to open up and discuss more. And in doing that, we say conflict and think it's bad, but really what was happening is they were getting excited and they were spurring each other on with questions to each other about their divisions. And they were coming together and collaborating more, which made the company a whole new energy and a whole oh, that new sounds outcome. Good. Yeah. A really interesting book. And it had a, guy a shift in perspective, also. right? Such a shift in perspective. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, I feel like, I would love that book. And it's such a shift in perspective from what I've known from past experiences and other, you know, work environments and things like that, or or what I thought I knew in another life. So yeah, that's the beauty of books because it's just like, and then, and it's that in the details of, of the how to, not just the philosophy of that. Yeah, he has a whole guide in the back of it on now how to revamp your meetings, how to get everybody back in a different, you know, mode. So we're excited to try it. I love that. That's that's, that's cool. exciting because meetings can be the most boring things that a business ever will do. And I used to sit in a meeting and after two hours, I'm like, you could have told me what I needed to know in 10 minutes. So, yes, I, I think I'm a, that book just got added to my list. I love that. I love that too. The the thought of running good meetings and tying that running of meetings back to leadership. Mm -hmm. I am a leadership reader as well. Business, leadership, spiritual. I don't read as much for pleasure as I used to. So When I was in high school, I did everything I could to avoid reading. I'm not even sure how I got out of high school, you know, because you have English class and every paper is based on some book you read. I don't remember reading much of anything. Odysseus, the Odyssey, the Iliad, and... I think I pretended to read Mice and Men or something like that. But the what? Once I, what? The, the what? <laughs> it, was requ- it was required. I can guarantee you if I read it in high school, it was required. But the only thing I read after that were murder mysteries. 
And I loved to read, you know, Agatha Christie. And then I graduated to, you know, like James Patterson and stuff that was more graphic. And then there came a point in time when I actually read my first sort of business professional personal development book. It was Think and Grow Rich, A Black Mm -hmm. Choice. It was a gift. I think I told this story. I was not happy about the book. But once I read it, it sent me off on a whole other path about reading. And then I read the original Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it has been since then, and I'm very much like you, Claudette, and I think all of us, that I have books and I read them paper copies on my tablet, on my phone, on my computer. I have the Kindle app. It's on Every device I have, I have paperbacks, hardbacks, and then audibles. So I am constantly, there's something constantly in the queue that I'm reading. Right now I'm reading for health in addition to some business things, but I'm focused on health. So I'm reading It Feels Good to Feel Good and Liver Focus, I think it's called, or something about the liver by Michael Anthony. Anthony. No, that's my husband's name. <laughs> Anthony Williams. Anthony Williams. <laughs> Anthony Celery Juice. <laughs> yeah, my husband's name was Michael Anthony. It's Michael not Napoleon Dynamite or your husband. Anthony. Anthony Williams. Anthony Williams. William without an S. Anthony yeah. William. That's so, a yes, and he wrote right? the celery. Yeah. He wrote the celery book as yeah. well. So I'm reading the liver book because I'm trying I really to like him a lot. take care of some physical things that are going on. But the bottom line is, I think running the common theme through all of us is the importance of learning and and being willing to be open to grow. And so one of the other statistics that I read is that the most successful people are readers. And they you often hear the quote, leaders are readers. Mm-hmm. The average CEO reads one book a week, which oh is my like... God. Which is like 52 books a, a year, right? You know, 50, 50, 50 Where are you getting these averages? Yeah, one I'm, book a I week. Can't, I can't do one. I don't know any leader that I know <laughs> has read one book a week. When I'm but listening, when I'm listening, it, it to could book, be listening. It may not be, uh, but again, it may not be sitting down and actually reading the book. It could be listening. And when you are, well, when we had commutes, for those of us who have commutes or still have commutes yeah. commuting is a good in your house or, or, or exactly it's a, it's a perfect time <laughs> yeah a perfect time to double up and do multiple things so except when you want to take notes and you're trying to clean or organize or cook it doesn't work like i'm listening to one i highly recommend it's another business one email i'm just getting started with it but i'm loving it so far and i'm like man i I can't do anything while I'm, I try to like cook and clean while I listen, but I want to like write notes so that doesn't work out. It is a little difficult when you're reading something or listening to something and you want to take notes and you can't do that. So here's another one. I know you don't want to hear my statistics, but I'm going to share this anyway. People with incomes over $160,000 a year read for self-improvement, education, and success. And People who are on the lower end of the income scale 
when they read, if they read, they read for entertainment only. And so that goes back to the, the comparison of how much time is spent reading and or listening to books um, versus watching television. And so if you are at all interested in learning, growing, being successful, being more successful, building a business. All five of us are in business. And I think we can see that this common theme runs through us. And you want to be a good leader. It is a combination of things. And whether it's books specifically, listening, audio books, attending programs, we've all been part of various programs, Mm -hmm. You know, Sarah's talked about her mastermind group that she's in with the other entrepreneurs. We've done, you know, Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, other programs that this is just the common theme of what it takes to grow and be successful is a willingness to learn and to be a lifelong learner. So any final thoughts before we wrap up today? I have one. My life expanded when I quit trying to prove that I knew things. Mm. And I started shifting to the mindset of I am a sponge and I am always learning. And, you know, my world expanded after that. My, and when our world expands, we can have grace for things that are different other than what we're used to. You know, when our world expands, it expands our mind and it also allows us to tap into that divine intelligence and and receive that inspiration from within. So I would just encourage everyone it, you know, my identity used to be very fragile. I call it Chi Chi the Chihuahua and it was very fragile and I used to have to prove I knew something. Now I don't think I know the more I know, the less I know I know. Does that make sense? Like, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Get a book, read, expand your world, you know? Yeah. yeah and I'll just say this a, book, The Go-Giver. Has anyone read that? Is no. in my queue. The Go-Giver, you all have to get. I read this book probably a decade ago and it shifted me in so many ways. Again, I didn't know it, life was all about really giving and it wasn't all about Catherine receiving, <laughs> mm-hmm. giving first. And then eventually that comes back. Right. And this, again, this is like set up like this little guide. And I also love when business books are kind of written in story form. So yeah. like this person in the book goes and visits multiple CEOs and it's just, it's written like a guide. So it's like, you know, you could literally just like with Kathleen's book, go to the you know, the, the contents page and pick out the law of value, the law of authenticity, the law of influence, so many great nuggets. I just read this again since I did the first time. Totally different experience is such a beautiful book and it's an easy read. It's just, just like small little book that you don't want to put down. It's so many great. That's awesome. Yeah. My uh, parting words is uh, just to elaborate a little more on what Claudette was saying. You know, life is a journey. Healing is a journey and growth is a journey. Mm -hmm. And so we never stop learning. We never stop growing. And when we stop investing in ourselves in any way, we really are stagnant and we're not growing. 
and you're actually going backwards. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage anybody who is listening to get audible and listen to a book on a walk because I actually read most of my books that way, Sarah, as I, I listen as I'm, yeah, so as I'm walking, as I'm exploring. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love to just share that as a non-reader, you know, if you're wondering about how to pick up a book and you are having trouble doing it on your own and motivating, getting into the pattern of it, try a book club. Mm. And because the accountability in a book club is great, knowing that you got to show up for that meeting and having had to read your chapter. And that's also a nice part about it is oftentimes book clubs are just a couple of chapters at a time or sometimes yeah. even just a chapter. And then elaborating with a group of people about what they learned and what you learned, it's always different. And so expanding the conversation about the book that you're reading was helpful to me. So, you know, if you're struggling and need to find a book club, reach out to us and we'll help you help match you up with one. But definitely don't quit growing. Or join ours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know I'd love to hear more about our listeners' books that they're reading and what their favorite topics are. So hopefully yeah. they'll um, drop a couple of book titles in, in the chat on Facebook, on our Facebook page. That would be awesome. So some suggestions if you're not a reader and ways to help build that habit. I think both the suggestion by Kathleen and, and the practice, I think, of all of us to include audiobooks is a helpful one, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit down with a physical book. You can listen on your walk or while you're doing other things. But break it down into smaller chunks. You don't have to sit and read the whole book at, at one time. You don't even have to read, you know, anything in particular while we've talked about the kinds of books that we read in the end, you should read something that you love. And if what you love is entertainment, it's better to read something than to not read anything. If you are going to be reading, maybe shoot for a goal, you know, pick the number of pages, five, 10, 15, 20, 30 pages per day. Just get into the habit of doing it, listening and or, or reading frame, physically right? or a or time frame, like 30 a minutes a day. Exactly. Exactly. We don't do exactly. that as much anymore this day and age. So yeah, just exactly. 20 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. Pick mm-hmm. something, right? And shoot for it. Be willing to be a multimedia reader whether it's audio or paper or any of your devices. And like I said, I use all of my devices. Keep it handy. So keep books where you can see it. It's kind of like if you were trying to clean up your diet and you want to have good food, that you, keep your good food on the counter. Apples on the counter, not your bags of chips and cookies on the counter. And then a good piece of advice is not to read in bed. And the reason for that is that you've trained yourself to sleep in bed. If you're reading in bed and you're falling asleep, you don't retain what you read and you won't have the enjoyable experience that you could have. So 
Those are a few tips. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Or read something (laughs) boring so it doesn't matter if you retain it. And that's a proven technique to help you sleep. Truly. There you go. That, well, yes. If you want to, if you want to, if put sleeping puts you to sleep. Your intention is to go to sleep. <laughs> if you're trying to retain what you're learning and you're falling asleep while you're reading, you're counterproductive. So we can have this argument in another episode because Sarah told us conflict is good. So we're going to have that. We're going to make that another episode. Mm-hmm. All conflict all the time. How's that? So we want to say but in a safe, loving space. Always, always safe, always loving. So we want to thank you for joining us for this episode of Beyond Your Best Plan. Pick up a book, pick up your device and listen by Audible, but learn, grow, and share with us the things that you're reading. So have a great rest of your day and thanks for listening. Thank you. you. Have a beautiful week. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.